0: i just want my she told me to hit the hole
1: i used to play running back
0: welcome back we are back with another edition of the fantasy 40 podcast myself john Debari, my co-host mr matt walker brought to you as always by our friends at expand the box score be sure to check them out ahead of the nfl draft do some of your scouting research over there use the promo code 40 get four days for free before you sign up and change your life forever uh So the last two weeks, we did our quarterback and tight end rankings, respectively, heading into the NFL Draft. This week, we're going to be jumping into running backs before we wrap it up with wide receiver next week. Perfectly timed out ahead of the NFL Draft. Walk, how are you? This is your baby, and then you can kick it
1: off. I'm doing great. This is a Monday. We we're nothing if we're not inconsistent. I don't know that we record ever on the same day in back-to-back weeks I think we anymore. We did three
0: Mondays in a row, didn't we? Is it three? No, we did last Monday,
1: which which was strange. But yeah, I think there was a Wednesday before that, and then it was. It's usually Tuesday during the season. It's usually Tuesday because of Monday Night Football. You know, we're moving around, but we have the time, and, and you know, we have the filler, right? So <laughs> we we're talking running backs today next week wide receiver which i think will be pretty interesting unto itself and then we'll be uh fully on to the the nfl draft and we'll be talking rookies all over again so i'm doing good i love the running back position we just talked right before we went live about some of the discrepancies that we have in our rankings which is good that's what we want right i mean we're we're very like-minded in far too many ways to record a podcast together, but you know, we do have some areas where we, we, like what we like, right? We, we, sure. we, we have similar types. So um, that's good. It lands us on people like Aaron Jones, you know, talking about running backs far more often than not, And it lands us on people like Antonio Gibson more often than not No, Who knows? Maybe a certain running back in this class, uh, that resembles those fine gentlemen. You know, we'll we'll make our list or maybe not. But you know, look at Elijah Mitchell on on both of our top twenty fours, who we were both real reasonably high on going into last year's draft when everyone was slobbering on Trey Sermon. So, just toot our horn, to- tooting our horn a little bit before we go live. But I'm doing great. Exciting to dive into these running backs with you. Anything uh, new and exciting going on in John debarryville.
0: Always, always something terrible over here, but no, no one cares about
1: that. Let's get into the. No, I was talking more about you going to be in in Utah, some you know random park in Utah for, for spring break very soon. Camping somewhere, camping somewhere. That's, that's what I like. I remember you telling me a story about a year ago, of camping somewhere where you were like screaming and making noise because I thought it was a bear outside. And like, you yeah. ran, out, ran out of the, <laughs> to the tent with a knife or something in your head. I, going through the trash. Ready to do whatever needed to be done <laughs> when you got out there. <laughs> True story. Uh, see, I do listen to you. But, no, so you enjoy yourself on, on that one. But we're talking running backs today. There really isn't anything topical um, in the NFL fantasy landscape right now yep. to really detract us from. Free agency is – has all been evaporated. There's some big names still out there, but they're mostly defensive players. So there's not really a lot of movement going to take place, impact to fantasy landscape until we get to that NFL draft. So let's dive into running backs here. And again, much like the other positions, I don't think we're going to spend an undue amount of time at the top because there's not a lot of variance in our top. So I'm just going to read my top five, your top five, right? Or, or maybe I'll just start with the top four because that'll be a lot easier. I have Jonathan Taylor 1, Najee Harris 2, Javanta Williams 3, DeAndre Swift 4. You have Jonathan Taylor 1, Najee Harris 2, DeAndre Swift 3, Javanta Williams 4. So those are clearly the top four. don't really think there's a lot to talk about here. They're all in their... In there or entering their prime NFL years. I don't think a single one of them is over 24 years of age, and I believe that's Najee Harris. They are locked down as the primary ball handler slash bell cow backs in their offenses. And I think they are the no doubt top four dynasty fantasy football running backs right now. I think
0: Taylor Harris and Swift are everything you said. Williams is obviously a bit of projection in there. I I you know, Melvin Gordon has been linked to a couple teams in free agency. I still think there's a good chance he ends up back in Denver. If not, Denver's probably gonna bring in somebody in the draft or somewhere else. I don't see them giving Williams the full load we want, but the upside is there and that's why he's in that top three. Javante you,
1: Williams hasn't Williams has not even turned twenty two yet. He literally turns 22 on April 25th. So he is a few weeks away. What is that? Right on the eve of the NFL draft? Yeah. NFL draft week. He will turn 22 years of age. You'll love to see it. When he got that opportunity, when Melvin Gordon was banged up last year, he looked like he sure as shit yeah. could handle a bell cow workload. So who knows? New coaching staff coming in. They might not want to split the baby like, uh, old Vic Fangio did with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I'm going to err on the side of he's more in that 70, 30, whoever they bring in. Even if it's bringing Melvin Gordon back, I he just – you can't put that genie back in the bottle uh, at this point in time. The kid is a load carrier and I believe will get it. I think a healthy season, Javante Williams is top five and carries in the NFL.
0: I mean, if he ends up the guy, I think so. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is uh, – what's his name? Hackett there has come in there. I believe everywhere he's coached, they've had a running back by committee system. And um, with Wilson coming in there with all the rumors of letting Russ cook, we should, I, I think they're going to be a little more pass heavy than they've been in years past. So he's going to have to be pretty efficient. If his volume does tick down, if they pass more and bring another guy into, to split work with him again, I he's the one that, scares me the most as far as what kind of work we're going to see from him in this season. But again, like you said, when he was on the field, he looked good, but I don't necessarily trust that the team is going to uh, deploy him properly. Shall we say?
1: Yeah. I mean, and you're, It's the unknown, right, with the changeover. It's just that he, just talking about his age, I mean, about to turn 22, he's a full year younger than DeAndre Swift, two years younger than Najee Harris, and where is he with Jonathan Taylor? I think Jonathan Taylor is already 23, so he's at least a year younger than Jonathan Taylor with a lot less carries on his frame. I don't know. I just think he he could be the running back one next year. Easy. Uh, Easy. It scares me. Listen. Don't, yeah, do not be afraid to stay on the porch, John. You going to be willing to go out on limbs once in a while. And I think the skill set and what he showed in the NFL, so it's not even projection with him, it's production, just leads me to believe that he can be a bell cow player. I mean, listen, last year, Jonathan Taylor had 40 receptions on, on the year, 360 and two. He did it rushing, 1,818. Now you're adding Russell Wilson with those, premium pass catchers on the outside. They're not going to be able to stack the box in Javante Williams this year. I don't know that they bring Melvin Gordon back unless he's willing to come back dirt cheap or he would already be in Denver. So maybe it is another rookie or some other low impact player, or maybe it's Mike Boone. That's the one B I'm just, I'm buying it. I think he can have a Jonathan Taylor light season this year. And if that persists then you're talking about still the youngest of the quartet of those running backs, who's now elevated himself into rare air. So I don't know. I'm there. DeAndre Swift's never going to be a a 300-carry-a-year guy. It's not going to happen. He's going to have to do it as a pass catcher. And he can, but he has to. And that's what's always going to limit me. He seems like the one that's at risk of kind of always having that other guy there eating away at his workload to me, especially in Detroit. But Dan Campbell ain't going anywhere for the next couple years. So there will always be another back there.
0: You're you're not wrong. I'm I'm muted. So if you want to go into the next group here, I've got I've got a helicopter literally hovering hovering over my
1: house. This shit blown around in my yard. So yeah, that's Ian Hardis' Ian Hardest's helicopter dropped John Vato Williams just gonna come right through the fucking roof of your house. Now, now
0: it seems to have moved a little bit, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna land right on top of you. All right, so our top four in you know very very similar order. We get to five. I just. I, I couldn't move Christian McCaffrey outside of five. I just like, once I got through them, I go, all right, Christian McCaffrey's five.
0: Well, me neither. Like, and I have him at six.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just like, all right, you know, like I get it. You had two lost seasons, but when this guy is on the field, he's still, you know, I think was a Josh Larkey We were going back and forth a little bit. He said he's a lock 25 PPR points per game when he plays. And I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. Cause I can't see them giving him the workload they did before. They just lost two seasons where they were paying him a shit ton of money. I can't see him being like, all right, we're going to give you 20-plus carries every week, and we're going to give you 10-plus targets. I just, I don't buy it. They brought in um, Dante Foreman, who looked damn good in the end, at the end of the season for the Tennessee Titans. I think that's going to remove some of that workload. They still have Chuba Hubbard there, who they like. So I don't think we're ever going to see 25-30 touch McCaffrey again, but you don't need to. He, dude, dude's still going to catch five or six passes a week. So you give him 15 carries and five or six receptions. He's still going to have a shot at eight to 10 touchdowns. And he should still do this for the next three to four years, just because of that pass, catching prowess. So yeah, I had him at five. You had him all the way down at six. So totally insulting Christian McCaffrey at that point in time, only to put your boy, Austin Eckler, at the five spot, who I have at seven. So we're still staying very close in our rankings, no more than two spots off on anyone. Austin Eckler at five. You want to speak to that and why you have him above CMC? Uh, I, I, I
0: mean, you know, the, the ding on McCaffrey lately has been the injuries. I, I have no problem. If, if McCaffrey finishes this year, healthy to have bump him up to two, you know what I mean? So it, it's just the, the injury thing. And Eckler has stayed pretty healthy and he's on an up and coming offense. That seems to be clicking has brought in more pieces. So Running back, heavily involved in the passing game, heavily involved in the running game on a good offense. I couldn't comfortably – I could swap him and McCaffrey 5 and 6, but there's no way Eckler would be any lower than that. I just like Eckler more at this point in time.
1: I hear you. Eckler about to turn 27 in May and credited with 16 starts for the first time in his five-year NFL career. Finally exceeded 200 carries in a season back in 2021. Turn that into 911 yards and 12 touchdowns. That ain't happening again. He's not scoring 12 touchdowns on 200 carries. It's the receiving work where he's had 355 targets in his NFL career hasn't even really, didn't even really pop till his third season. Somehow 2700 yards receiving and 24 receiving touchdowns in his career. He's he is the he's the, the doppelganger to Christian McCaffrey by and large, except used properly. By the Chargers, yeah, correct. They don't try to give him 300 carries; they give him the valuable touches. He he's great around the goal line, so he's getting all that goal line work, and uh, you know, and, and he's just—I don't want to say just as prolific, nearly as prolific in the passing game as Christian McCaffrey. So we really can't argue with you there. I'm a I'm a fan of Austin Ackler myself. I just I don't know. I feel like there's due for a little regression in that touchdown department. Um, but and, he's one of those guys, like, we've said about
0: Kamara, like, I think it was Kamara in the past. The touchdowns can regress, and the carries can regress, and I think he ends up seeing an uptick in receptions. You know what I mean? I think his fantasy points remain around the same. It's just where he gets them. Maybe, maybe two years from now, he runs a little more. Another year, he catches a few more. One year, he gets in the end zone more. He He can win in several different ways and accumulate points, so... I think he's safe even if touchdowns go down or receptions go down or rushing yardage goes down because I think he picks up that slack in other spots.
1: Yeah, hard to argue. Like I said, I have him down at 7, so I'm not <laughs> a precipitous fall. Yeah. clear RB1. But between McCaffrey and Eckler, I do have Joe Mixon. Anyone mm-hmm. who lives in this podcast knows I have <laughs> a stand for Joe Mixon, and I have not gone anywhere since he was drafted by the Bengals he's had to like wade through shitty team after shitty team with still a abysmal offensive line last year just like Joe Barrow kept getting that he's going to get killed out there cuz of his offensive line well that was the same offensive line that was run blocking for Mixon like sure slightly better run blockers but still across the board below NFL starter offensive line and Mixon finally got you know, the almost 300 carry, 292 carry, 1,200 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns. Still got enough work in the passing game. Not as much as I would like, but 42 receptions for 314 yards and three touchdowns in the passing game. I'm not ever going to consider Samaj AP or Chris Evans competition for him. They upgraded their offensive line. He is still only, he's going to be 26 years old this season. So he still has, I would say, two to three years left on a hyper productive offense. I got Joe Mixon a lot of places going into last year, and I'm going to probably squeeze that thing dry for at least this and maybe next year before I try and flip him on the way out. You have a nine, so not not a tremendous amount down, but I just like the clear Bell Cow running back in one of the most one of the more prolific offenses in the NFL.
0: I, I don't have last year's rankings <laughs> in front of me, but I'm positive Mixon's never cracked my top eleven, maybe top twelve. <laughs> so for him to bump up to nine, I'm I'm obviously the most in on him I've ever been. Like you, uh, similar to what I said with Eckler, you have got a running back on one of the up and coming offenses. He's the the guy there. There's no competition really. And as the offense gets better with better pieces and tools around him, and that offensive line in Cincinnati got way better. There's you can't make an argument against him at this point.
1: Well, I like it. I like that your argument was that you can't make an argument against him. At this point. That was, you, you finally you threw your hands up and said, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. This is the year, which only means one thing. He's going to have a fucking terrible <laughs> year this year, and you're going to hit me with, I told you so, it's when gonna... we do this next year. <laughs> no, now I'm in. I can't. I told you so. I'm fucked. I'm, <laughs> I should have known better. Whatever yeah. it is, it's, it's <laughs> fucking coming. But. So we'll move off a of mix in my six, your nine, and we'll go down to the next guy on our list, and it's Antonio Gibson, who you have at seven, I have at eight. It always it always frustrates me whenever you rank Antonio Gibson higher than me. But we're, we're <laughs> going to let it. You happen. put
0: him as high as you can be comfortable, <laughs> and somehow I squeeze it above. You
1: you're just like you just uh, can't you just can't help yourself. But I mean the the fact that McKissick went back there not best case scenario for him, but just seeing what's Possible with Antonio Uh, Gibson. And as much as people want to hate Carson Wentz, you hate him all you want. It's going to be by far the best quarterback that Antonio Gibson has had in his NFL career. So that is just going to make the situation better. And he will dump the the ball down to running backs. It's just not going to be McKissick. It's going to be Gibson as well. Well, they're going to be a run based offense with Carson Wentz there, just like the Indianapolis Colts were a year earlier. So I'm all in for Antonio Gibson maintaining, you know, a, a mid running back one designation for the two of us. He's a guy that both of us were saying could, could be vying for, I think we're both pushing the, the button that he has RB one in his range of outcomes. Didn't I have him, him, I know
0: going into last year, mm-hmm. I had him ranked when we did this. He was three for me and people were like, you're nuts. <laughs> and I was like, no, he belongs there.
1: Yeah, no, he's really good. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> this this guy has everything you want in a running back 6'2" 220 he's bigger than Joe Mixon is he's not even 24 yet turns 24 on June 23rd didn't have a tremendous college workload so he has he has staying power only has 428 carries in the NFL but you know has just shy of 100 targets in 96 like his best oh. days are ahead of him I mean the dude wasn't even quote unquote a running back in college And he's averaged 4.3 yards per carry in the NFL. And they're not even using him to his utmost potential as a receiver just because they happen to have Janie McKissick, who that's all that McKissick can do. He can't be a run-between-the-tackles guy. So, of course, they're going to give McKissick some of that receiving work. It would have been just pants-ripping exciting (laughs) if McKissick didn't back out of that Buffalo contract. I mean, there's just been nothing who's gonna stop Antonio Gibson from having 80 catches. Did Jared Patterson? Fuck out of here. Antonio Gibson would have threatened every touch marker that the NFL had to offer this year if there was no JD McKissick there. Even if not, I'm still Uber excited for Antonio Gibson next year. Now we're gonna get a we're gonna get a little frisky here. Okay. Because at nine, I have Brees Hall. You do not have Brace Hall in your top twenty-four. You well, I,
0: I did I did my rankings and then you after I had them done, you're like, Oh, you gotta include the rookies. So I, I have them separate. If because I can't I can't in good faith do this before I know a landing spot. Hmm. That said, I would have had him in at sixteen.
1: Okay. So you would add him as a high end RB2. So it wouldn't have been epic, uh, the the variance we have from two. I just think he's getting He might go late first round. He shouldn't, and I'm not saying he does, but he could go late first round. If not, he's going in the top second round. So he's going to get the draft capital, and his profile is damn near bulletproof. So I'm going to take the production profile with the reasonable draft capital, regardless where he lands, because whoever drafts him is drafting him to be their starting running back. Here's the thing, and
0: I got this conversation on Twitter with somebody. Every year we say this, we go, oh, this guy's in line for a real good landing spot with a great role. And every year, these, these, the NFL draft kills, especially running back values. So don't be shocked to see like Brees Hall go to fucking New Orleans or Tennessee or somewhere because we see it. I mean, he's obviously the, the one a one B in this class, depending where people have Walker and I don't know how the NFL views them. So he's probably going to go to a team that needs a running back. But even Mm -hmm. if you go, you know, a lot of people have linked some of these guys to um, Buffalo and it's not like Singletary isn't still going to cut into his work. So as much as I agree with you on talent, we've seen in the last couple of years, the draft has murdered people's value. So I do I, I, I that nine is crazy to me without a landing spot.
1: Oh, call me crazy, John. Crazy <laughs> walk, because I don't care where he lands. You tell me he lands in Buffalo, it means they used a first round pick on him because he's not going to be there for their second round pick, which means whether you like it or not, Najee Harris type workload, what the Jaguars had intended for Travis Etienne, what they tried to do with CEH when the – Chiefs reached for him two years ago. There's no easing in when you use a first round pick and a running back. It's you, we're going to just pound you throughout the first four years of this rookie contract, and then we're just going to lay waste to you. So give me the running back in the Josh Allen offense. I am not scared of Devin Singletary at all. And if Buffalo Bills signal that they want to use a first round pick on Brees Hall, it means they don't give a shit about Devin Singletary either. It means he was just a byproduct of Zach Moss and Breda being less reliable during the playoff run than he was and that they feel like they're missing that one piece to, to compete for the Super Bowl. So <clears throat> I would be thrilled if he lands in in Buffalo. If he goes to like the Saints and all, if they use one of those mid firsts that they traded around oddly with the Eagles for to draft the Brees Hall, then sure, all bets are off, but I don't envision that happening. I think he goes to a Buffalo or I've even heard rumblings like there's a Buccaneers' chance as they try and stay in his wind down window to give Brady another weapon at the late first. Or if he goes early second, it's going to be to teams that have a need. I mean, it's going to be to like a Jets, which, sorry, Michael Carter truth. There's Brees Hall is just going to eviscerate Michael Carter's dynasty value. Like, it's not going to, it, I don't, I just, I don't see Brees Hall landing somewhere where it's going to be that negatively impactful that he would fall outside my top 12. I'm going to believe in the production end the profile and give me the youth. You, you have to recycle youth at the running back position. So that's what I'm doing here. Like you said, you would add him 16. So that, that's our talking point for Breesall. moving off of him at 10. I have Alvin Kamara. You have Kamara down at 15. You have acres at 10 and I have acres at 15. Ironically enough, we just flip flop those guys. So who do you want to talk about? Alvin Kamara or Cam Akers?
0: I I'll go Kamara. Um, so much of that offense was a result of, you know, Peyton being there, Breeze being there for years. We, we saw Kamara get hurt last year. He had his shittiest year statistically, I think, ever, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know how much of his production was a result of playing with Breeze being coached by Peyton. They bring in a defensive-minded coach. Granted, their OC, I believe, is the exact same guy that's been there since Breeze showed up. So the, the offense – in theory should be very similar, but that, you know, lots of question marks at quarterback that they trade up to get one of these rookies that there's too much mystery for someone who, you know, got, got banged up his playing style. If they're not throwing the ball to him a ton, doesn't lend itself to fantasy goodness. I mean, he's not dead in the water. I still think he's got upside. He's in that high end RB two range, but there's plenty of red flags where I bumped him down.
1: Yeah, it did. hard to argue. I mean, ironically enough, had his second-highest yards per reception average and tied for his most receiving touchdowns. He's had, he's had five receiving touchdowns three times in his NFL career, including last year. But sure, his targets went down. I mean, he, he had a low-target season of 97 targets his first four years in the NFL, and he only had one 16-game season there. He played 13 last year and only had 67. So, yeah, volume decreased production really didn't when he touched it so hopefully that'll rebound he's been such a yo-yo as a running back that he's had two seasons of 14 and 16 rushing touchdowns and then his three other seasons he has eight five and four so he 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 ebbs and flows from the rushing production perspective I just believe that his profile will endure a little bit so he's going to be 27 this year and yeah the offense isn't nearly as good I have a little bit concerns about the inevitable suspension he, he's going to experience, but that's the, we're talking about Adam Kamara. He's almost discount Christian McCaffrey, right? Christian McCaffrey just had two lost seasons to injury, and we have him at, at five and six respectively. Well, Adam Kamara was, was mirroring that type of production in the offense. And you have him all the way down at, at 15.
0: If, if Breeze and Peyton are there, no, he's <laughs> way Who's higher. the
1: fucking quarterback for the Panthers? <laughs> Touch on Sam Darnold right now. Oh, give a shit who the quarterback is for the Saints. They're gonna run this offense through Alvin Gavard just like the Panthers are gonna do for Christian McCaffrey.
0: I mean, the, there's obviously room <laughs> to bump him up, but I the red flags were
1: now give me your acres uh, inverse take. I mean, if him, he didn't come impressive. back Go ahead.
0: if he didn't come back in the playoffs, you're just gonna say super <laughs> impressive in the postseason. If he didn't come back, and he I'm wasn't super impressive here.
1: in the postseason, just super impressive that he came back. He looked terrible.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought he looked good, especially in that first time back, but either way, just a fumble, fumble, (laughs) drop.
1: Yeah.
0: I Similar to some of the guys ahead of him. He's the starting running back on one of the better offenses in football. And I, he's back from injury. It ain't the mystery about, you know, your guy at 17 that we'll talk about in a couple minutes, but we we know he's relatively healthy. He's just going to keep rehabbing this uh, injury. Um, during this offseason, I'm sure if they take it easy with him in camp, I think he hits the ground running and he's on one of the better offenses in football. It's hard for me not to bump him down or hard for me to bump him down.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm at 15, so there's, there's there's not hatred for Cam Akers. I'm just a little cautious. I mean, we're talking about his playoff performance. The dude at 67 carries averaged 2.6 yards per carry, like faced like a pretty tough run of run defenses. He was far more productive in his 2020 season in the playoffs where he averaged almost five yards a touch. Like he just, he, he looked very bad. I mean, but level competition could play its way in. It was super impressive to see him come back within a calendar year and play. And I like him makers, and he's young and Sony Michelle is likely gone. And Darrell Henderson scares no one if he's even there so i'm with you i mean he's going to have every opportunity to be a low end running back one i just think i'm more comfortable with him as, as a high end too so not not too far off i just think you're a little more rose colored glasses than me moving off of him i have dalvin cook at 11 we already skipped over where you have dalvin cook at 8 so when do you speak to to your dalvin cook 8 ranking when we're talking about age and injury about some of these recent guys.
0: yeah, there's a case we made for him to get bumped down for sure. Um, but right now he's at eight just when he's been healthy, when he's been on the field, we've seen him produce. And that that offense, off the top of my head, maybe he's replacing the Chiefs as the narrow distribution tree offense. It's going to Jefferson, it's going to Dalen, and it's going to Cook. There's nobody else there that's really
1: – How dare a- you take – Talk negatively about K.J. Osborne.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe Herb Smith. But, I mean, three guys touch the ball consistently, and and he does have the the injury history, even go back to college. So there are some red flags there, and he's eh, 26, which ain't bad. But to me, a lot of it's system and team and all that, And and I think that's just a guy who's heavily involved no matter what.
1: All right, we'll start with he'll be 27 before the season starts this year. He also is 0 for 5 on 16 game NFL seasons, let alone the new age 17 season. He has maxed out at 14 games in the 19 and 20 season. He got that contract and his shoulder just pops out two or three times every year. I think the end is soon for Dalvin Cook. And without looking at his contract, I believe this is like the last year of the Dalvin Cook contract. I'd strongly be looking to sell Dalvin Cook this year, unless I was a significant contender in Dynasty Football, and that's goes for me saying I have him as my running back eleven. But I am terrified of of Dalvin Cook. He could be the guy easily that's not inside my top twenty next year. Yeah, I sent
0: you. Uh, I just sent you on Twitter, but I'll, I'll read it here. I found that <laughs> tweet with night nightmare landing spots for the top running backs. Uh, Hall goes to Cleveland. Walker goes to Tennessee and Spiller goes to Baltimore.
1: Yeah, I mean they—they they all love their running backs, <laughs> and, so and those could happen. <laughs> it's so I mean, listen—if if Hall goes to Cleveland, it's like sure, right away, but. Kareem Hunt's gone after this season, so it might be a patience game. But, yeah, you don't want a running back to have to shelf him for a year. So that's an ideal. And then Kenneth Walker, Derek Henry, let's see where that contract lines up. I can I can spin any one of those, <laughs> potentially. I mean, even to the Baltimore. I mean, Gus Edwards is short-term. Yes, we love J.K. Dobbins, but you know what they do with the running backs there. Like Two of them can survive. Oh, they're Like, send, send them to run heavy offenses. I'm, I'm kind of okay with all of those <laughs> depth landing spots, as they were indicated. But back on track here, Nick Chubb, I have two spots higher than you. I thought you were the president of the Nick Chubb fan club, but I'm not going to move him past RB12. You have him at 14. It's not tremendously low, but he just got a new deal with Cleveland. You're talking about landing spots. They are going to be still run-centric enough. I mean, Deshaun Watson's going to open up a lot for that offense. I think scoring opportunities for Nick Chubb are going to go through the fucking roof once he's under sender. I'm, I'm thinking Chubb has staying power. The you know just the way he approaches the game for the next two to three years, he's going to outlast Derrick Henry as far as yeah. fantasy viable running backs.
0: Yeah, you know when I do these, I, I as I write them down and I put numbers next to people's names and I'm like, ugh. That, that's too low for this guy, and I put an arrow next there, next to their name, up or down, and he obviously has a huge upwards arrow. So just looking at it now on the paper in front of me, I think he jumps the two guys I have directly ahead of him for sure, which would put him at 12 for me also.
1: Hey, look you not?
0: I don't. And, and I would, like you said, I'd love to put him higher. But because that team likes to get Kareem Hunt involved, you know. They're going
1: to draft Brees Hall.
0: I mean, <laughs> go. going
1: on for you, the Johnson
0: well. gets in there a bit. Um, he just takes a ding down. Talent-wise, I, I think he's the best actual running back in football. I don't think anybody runs the football better than he, Nick Chubb. But he, that doesn't give you he, shit for fantasy.
1: You're not going to get any argument from me. But imagine if he could just find his way into, like, not 40 targets, 40 receptions in a year, which is nothing. It's like fucking two and a half receptions a mm-hmm. game at this point. Well, I mean, just two. Give them 34. <laughs> fuck it. Get two yeah. in your 17 games. You know, like that's not even diminishing what Kareem Hunt could be in the offense. It's just literally, like even in the games when Hunt wasn't there, they never gave Nick Chubb like bell cow work. Like Matt, remember those – Darius Johnson starts from last year where he's like
0: 30 don't, touches. <laughs> don't don't don't. What the, I can't. What the I, can't. Fuck? I
1: can't. They this just like, me. I get it. Like they love him so much. They don't want to get him injured, but that's what he's built for. And for Christ's sake, like there's a lot of these buildup guys where you have to give him 20 plus carries in a game. And, and if he's on the field that much, he should just see a few targets, you know, by osmosis when it's all said and done. So come on, can we get him to like 20 total touches <sighs> per game? You know, the dude would vie for the rushing title and he would do just enough in the receiving game that he could be the RB1 in fantasy. So we both love Nick Chubb. Moving on. I don't, I don't know if the mic is picking up my pen, scribbling away, but i officially yeah. put yeah. Chubb at 12. His arrow is just flying up your, your paper. <laughs> all right. And you had Derrick Henry at 12. I have Derrick Henry all the way down at 20. And I, I think I kept just kind of like slowly moving him down as I was doing these rankings. I believe he'll have another RB1 season this year because that's just how Tennessee is built. But I think it, the breakdown is finally occurring. I mean, it was a foot injury. He did not look good in the playoffs last year. Now, granted, neither did the Titans in their game. But he looked like he hurried back a little bit. Or maybe this just epic workload is catching up to him. And he was eased into the NFL. But he had a shit ton of carries in high school, college, and the last couple of years of the NFL. I don't care how big he is. That's going to start wearing away on Derrick Henry. So, my ranking of him at 20 is sell Derrick Henry. If you can get running back 12 value for Derrick Henry right now, I'm getting out from under him. He's already turned 28, he's in his age 29 season, and he is six foot three, 247 pounds. This is not going to age well as a running back. The fact that he's made it this far surprise, seriously surprises me. Yeah,
0: so, I've been selling him for two years. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this window is exactly. going to slam shut." But yeah, yeah. You
1: have to be willing to miss it. And you know that twenty nineteen twenty twenty season. If you held on through that, kudos. You you, you, you just got to walk. You got to walk away from the table now. You know you can't stretch it out any further. Yeah, you take know, your win. Yes, you half have, <laughs> have to cash out on Derrick Henry. So that ranking was more. It's time to get out of the Derrick Henry game. Not that I don't think he'll be at RB one this year. After him. You have Saquon Barkley at 13. I have Saquon Barkley at 14. I think this is us just still having a lot of name recognition hope for Barkley because he hasn't done shit since his rookie season. And no. there's already like rumblings that he's not long for the for the Giants, which honestly might not be the worst thing that ever happened to Saquon, but he's already turned 25 and just seems like he's getting further and further away from that Saquon Barkley is the remember like the 2018 Saquon Barkley was the 101 running back in dynasty football and now he's not even an RB1 for either of us
0: no and he, i mean he somebody else had uh, oh our, our our buddy Tyler Tyler Justin Karp uh <laughs> he had a he had a tweet someone was like how can you have McCaffrey so high and Barkley so low and he said look they're both coming off injuries. He said, but one of them's looked good when he's been on the field. And the other one was outplayed by Devante Booker. So wh- where would you like me to rank him? And he's hundred percent. Right. I mean, he did. He's <laughs> every time there was a good giants play. It wasn't him. So not saying he's washed, but boy, oh boy, is it scary to think that he may have nothing left? I mean, and it happens. We're so used to guys coming back from the, these injuries. I mean, we've talked about, um, acres earlier, that one year that uh, Adrian Peterson came back in record time. We're so used to guys coming back fast and looking better than they, as good as they did prior to the injury. We tend to forget lots of guys get an injury and never, ever, ever are the player they were before that. I'm not saying that's the case with Barkley, but it's not unheard of. And what we saw last year, it looks more that way than him coming back and being the player he was before. So, there's definite, big time cause for concern.
1: You think he still texts Eli Manning like, "Hey, give any thought to you know a comeback since he can dump 121 targets my way like he did back in 2018? Like, that was, boy, those were the days, huh, Eli? When, when I was worth the shit." Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, he's, I mean, granted, he's, I'm not even looking at it right now. He he is in his. So the Giants picked up his fifth year option.
0: I believe so, yes.
1: I'd say he had to because he's still a Giant and it's his fifth year. Oh, man, that Gettleman, getting Before him on the Gettleman, way out yeah. the door, right? Before he just got getting, out, yeah. Getting him on the way out the door. Yeah, they want out from the Saquon Barkley game. I mean, this is just – if you ever need a reminder why you don't draft running back in the first round, just look at how successful the Giants have been in the last five years in the NFL. But he still has the ability. I hope he gets traded because that will lead to a rebound value. <laughs> it's is not going to save him in one year with the Giants if he even is. They're starting running back this whole year, but he still belongs in the conversation named Cachey alone. I have Leonard Fournette at 13, one spot above him, re-inked to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's what everyone wants Saquon Barkley to be right now, right? Just yeah. the primary running downs back with the receiving upside. I mean, that's that's what Leonard Fournette is. Even if Tom Brady is only one more year for the NFL, I do not give a shit. I mean, you, you tell me any of these guys have – you know, you're going to tell me they're going to be in these positions four to five years from now. Yeah. Good luck winning that title in, in 2028. I want to win titles this year. So Leonard Fournette, who what he's in, he just turned 27 himself. Seems like all these guys are 26 or 27. Yeah. So where's the real variance, but the last two seasons in Tampa Bay have just been very nice for Leonard Fournette, especially this last year, 69 receptions Nice number, right? and uh, not that what people say? He uh, is finally in the end zone, eight touchdowns. Just his role in that offense is so secure, they now don't have Antonio Brown there anymore. Chris Godwin's coming off an injury. Gronk's wavering if he's even going to come back. They're probably going to be even more run-based with Arians out of there um, with, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the head coach's name? Sure Todd Bowles? Yes. Todd Bowles, who is a defensive-minded coach who's going to run around the ball like that's i just see Leonard fournette posing another rb1 year in ppr this year and potentially even next year even if tom brady isn't the quarterback which who even knows anymore if don brady will or won't be the starting quarterback next year you have fournette down at 21 just explain yourself i love him he,
0: he, he's one of my you know. favorite football you know. players uh you know. <laughs> but these these are dynasty <laughs> rankings right so we're looking at a couple of years out i i I like him coming back to tampa let's say on a three-year deal but yeah with brady retiring unretiring are are we going to do this every year i don't know what he does you know especially at running back we see all these guys on the brady offenses with the patriots over the years when he has somebody he trusts they, they they get a lot of the passing work they get involved more they're on the field more when brady's gone Let's say he's gone next year, and let's say just go with their current roster. It's Kyle Trask. Whew, boy, what are teams going to do, stop Fournette or fear Kyle Trask? So I like him for this season. If these were redraft rankings, I might have him up in that 12, 11, 10 range possibly. But for for Dynasty, I have to bump him down. Ageism comes into play. Like I said, I mean, a lot of these guys are up there. but the oh, same I mean, age. On my sheet, he's 27. <laughs> Most of the other guys are 26. Um, okay, but 27. No idea what he's going to be dealing with in 2023 and 2024. So he he takes a hit
1: despite having,
0: uh, I think, a easy RB one finish this
1: year. Yeah, I mean he signed through 2024, like you said, but he's reasonably signed through 2023. I mean, the easy out for them in 2024. So he's he's in. Tampa for the next two seasons tied to Tom Brady for this season uh, alone with a quality offensive line. I know they lost some pieces, but they still have you know, three fifths of, of a great offensive line. You, you, you were talking for net. Like, I mean, I'm taking for net over Barkley. I, I just am. I mean, it's just, there's a year difference. You're telling me for nets in, in a, in a top offense with Tom Brady under center and Saquon Barkley's in a trade candidate with Daniel Jones and a, Dog shit offensive line with the New York Giants who aren't even going to be good this year. I I, I don't really know that it's much of a debate anymore with him. I, the year doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I think he has earned fringy RB one even dynasty status right now. But we'll move off of that. We pretty much talked about all the guys down through our fifteen because I'll just go ten through fifteen. I have Kamara Chubb. Sorry, Kamara Cook, Chubb, Fournette, Barkley, Acres. You have. Akers, Do- oh, we need to a- talk about Dobbins. Let me, let Who's your 16, right so
0: that'll be next.
1: Yes, uh, so yeah, Dobbins 11. Dobbins my 16, who I totally glossed over. We love J.K. Dobbins, but we have barely seen any J.K. Dobbins Correct. in the NFL. I mean, you're talking about an out-of-sight, out-of-mind guy. It's J.K. Dobbins. So why don't you speak to Dobbins, who you have as an RB1 in your rankings. I have him, as you said, at 16, so I have him as a high-end RB2. Yeah,
0: still only – 23 <laughs> at least on my sheet of paper so still young coming back from the injury which is a concern the teams talk about bringing melvin gordon in which is bad for this year but i think it's good for him long term if they think him and gus edwards need a little more time to heal i'm gonna blow through whatever melvin gordon's got left the first eight weeks that's good better for dobbins career but if i recall correctly coming out of college did a lot of rpo in uh and in at Ohio state and Baltimore's one of the heaviest RPO teams. So just a, a great landing spot. He just hasn't done it there yet, but it's not that he went out there and sucked. It's just kind of the way the team is gone. And, and I said in that draft class, I think I had Dobbins the fifth running back, but I said in every mock I did or any other podcast I was on, I'm sure I said it here in, in five years, I wouldn't be shocked if Dobbins is clearly the top guy from this class. I mean, the talents there he's on a team with, tons of you know running work to be had and and i think he's super talented i mean dobbins a year from now kind of like we said with javante williams earlier he's in a place to succeed this is more of a projection than kind of what we've seen them do in the nfl so if he does come out of the gates and, and finish and you know top 10 i i can easily bump him up higher a year from now but i just like he's an upside ranking because i think the upside's definitely there
1: Yeah, love Dobbins. I mean, his rookie year, I mean, he was battling Mark Ingram, who was still kind of in his prime, and the guy in the Ravens, and Gus Edwards, four touches, still ended up with 805 rushing yards and nine touchdowns, led the team in rushing TDs, averaged six yards per carry, also got 24 targets, 18 catches for 120 yards. My concern with Dobbins is is that right there. I mean, that led the team, (laughs) the running back position, by far. As far as receptions are concerned, Mark Ingram saw six, saw eight targets for six catches, and Gus Edwards had 13 targets for nine receptions. They just don't, don't, they don't and will never throw to the running back position in Baltimore. They hand the ball off to the running back, they throw it to wide receivers and tight ends. I mean, that's just what they do, or Lamar Jackson is going to take it down and run with it. So I just think his upside is capped. I mean, he's literally Nick Chubb, but not quite the running back that Nick Chubb is. Is where I see Dobbins. Like he's not as it's, good as a. That's the best man, insult but. ever. Yeah, I, I mean that. it's just like if, if, if hey J.K. If you want to fucking reach out, tell me I insulted you by saying you're not quite the player that Nick Chubb is. Feel free at walk underscore ff. But it's he's super talented. Just he will never vie for top ten running back status unless he has an outlier t- rushing touchdown season. Because he'll just never get. The reception's necessary, in my opinion, in Baltimore. And there will always be another guy. Gus Edwards comes back. They bring in Melvin Gordon. They draft another guy. They're they're the running back mill. They're going to churn running backs out. They unearthed Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray, and both of them looked reasonable. At points last year, yeah. they will continue to churn running back and split the baby in Baltimore. You're talking about a team that's never going to give someone 300 carries. Baltimore is not giving Dobbins 300 carries. So I just think he'll never get the workload necessary to really be an RB1. This is why I have him ranked where I do. I still love the player, but I think he's a high end too. Moving over to him, at 16, you have Aaron Jones. I have Aaron Jones at 18. I wanted to put him higher, but the end is near. For our boy Aaron Jones, unfortunately. I mean, it's just, I think the end is near for the Green Bay Packers, personally. Yes, correct. And therefore, already 27 in his age 28 season, Aaron Jones, they brought in AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon looked productive, taking rushing downs work away from Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones will always be the preferred running downs back. He's really good in short yardage, even though it looks like A.J. Dillon was built for short yardage, but I just don't think that offense is going to be nearly as good without Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams there, so call me skeptical, but age I agree with you. regression just leads me to believe that he's, he's probably going to be a fringy RB2 next year.
0: I agree with you on that offense and that team as a whole, but I think Jones is the guy who ends up the beneficiary from all their moves. You know, we we said it with Brady earlier, but Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is another guy who likes receivers. He trusts and guys he is comfortable with. I I think he's going to see a shit ton of targets and a ton of receptions. Even if he loses, let's say cuts half his rushing volume cuts, his rushing volume in half. AJ Dillon gets half the carries from that Jones got last year. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. Even if Green Bay goes wide receiver, wide receiver in the first and brings in two of the top five wide receivers in this class, Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there bitching every time somebody runs a shitty route or does something goofy or whatever. If he – we'll just say they get Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson runs the wrong route, guess who's getting every pass the rest of that game? It's going to be Aaron Jones. So Randall Cobb. <laughs> oh, dude, you could be the dagger hit me right in the chest. Um, but it, and the thing with Aaron Jones too, and you're not wrong. I mean, he's also 27, and his contract I think is out after two years, if I'm not mistaken. But he seems like one of those guys that's going to linger in the NFL, even if he just comes down as someone's veteran third down guy. And if he gets with a decent quarterback for the rest of his career, whatever happens. After Green Bay with Rodgers and him, I think Jones still has some sneaky staying power. I could just could just be the fanboy in me talking, but I think he's gonna linger as a pass catcher, which is great for PPR.
1: What shocks me? I don't know if that'll shock you. Aaron Jones' season high in his career in targets: sixty-eight, most targets he's ever had. In the, the last season. year, now. That was three years ago in his last year? 2019 season. His last three years, he's had 68, 63, 65. So he's, he's consistent. Yeah. And the games played, he was 16, 14, 15. So it makes sense that his targets – so they really haven't changed. Targets per game is probably very similar.
0: I think it ticks up big this year. Catch though.
1: rate, 72.1, 76.4, 80%. Yes, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to trust – Aaron Jones, which is why I think we're going to get another fringy RB one season in PPR out of him. I'm just again, like you said, we're talking dynasty ranking, so I think we have to be realistic here. So makes sense that we both have him as mid, mid, yeah, mid RB two. No, no insult to our boy Aaron Jones. The where the where the dissension hits, and you pointed this out before we went live. I'm going on blind faith here. Travis Etienne at running back 17. I believe you said you had him at running back 34. 35. We 35. We don't got that wrong. So you you doubled up on me in his ranking. I was already, I've read, Calum Sports has said he could have come back last year, <clears throat> much like uh, Cam Akers, but it was a lost season. So they just shelved him and said, we have nothing to play for here in Jacksonville. We're We're going to give you the rest of the year off, son, and you come back for a new head coach next year. And that head coach is Doug Peterson. I'm going to buy into just positive momentum in that Jacksonville offense. And they lost James Robinson late in the year to, I believe, an ACL. So the guy who would have scared the real shit out of me as far as Travis Etienne ranking is not going to be a threat for him early if at all next season first round draft capital they are going to use this kid and i'm excited to see what doug peterson is going to bring to this offense so i'm surprised you had him so low i know i'm high on him i'm surprised you had him so low he clearly is a top 24 running back
0: i was not a fan of his coming out originally clearly that that list frank is a fucking death sentence. That's worse than the Achilles. If you look at the guys that have the list rank and come back, it's, it's a who's who of uh, career enders. Yes, there's new procedures, new surgeries, new rehab, all this stuff. I, until I see it, I don't believe it. The, he, Jacksonville, in my opinion, spent all that money to still be the worst team in their division. Arguably worse in their conference i mean they're they're in the running for a top five pick again a year from now so you know even if he is involved in the passing game there's still not going to be a lot of running volume to go around because this fucking team's going to be trailing by double digits as halftime every game i i I think the team is trash i think that injury is catastrophic i don't think he has their surrounding cast. Let let's say you're right. In the first three weeks, he comes out on fire, and teams are like, "Oh boy, they're really getting him involved." What's what are the defenses going to do? Focus on stopping him or <laughs> Christian Kirk? It's going to be him if he if he looks good to start the year. Teams are going to try to shut him down. So I I don't think he, I, I think that injury is a death sentence. I think that team is dog shit. The, all arrows down for me. It, I will be. Pleased if I'm proven wrong, but I don't see a path to success on that team. And, and the t- you know, the other thing, too, if it was still Urban Meyer there, you could make a case. Like, we, we sunk the draft capital in this guy. We need him to do well, to prove ourselves right. Peterson, they, they, they have no ties
1: to him. Listen, so The GM is still there, somehow, who drafted Travis E.D. <laughs>
0: miraculously.
1: So there is still incentive to utilize this kid. And I get it. Like I don't think Jacksonville is going to be great. I think they're going to be competitive, and that's all you want. You want opportunity. And while he wasn't that productive early in his college career, he showed that he could catch the ball. I think he was was reportedly scared of catching the ball at first and had to, like, overcome it. And he put up 37 and 48 receptions his junior and senior seasons with Trevor Lawrence. Like, you you want these narratives? I mean, the Jamar Chase-Joe Barrow connection? Well, the same fucking thing exists with Etienne and – Trevor Lawrence and he's going to find him over and over and over and over and over again as a pass catcher in this offense. So give me them trailing. I'll take the receptions all day long. I think Trey Travis Etienne has the upside of what you're talking about with Aaron Jones. Ugh. So clearly you disagree. It it. To see what comes of that. And I agree. The, the injury should concern people. I mean, but to your point, there's not a guy until there's a guy, right? I mean, there was no one ever come back from the Achilles until we said that, like, look what Devonta Freeman Dante Freeman, did three years later. Look what Marlon Mack did in, like, seven carries in the NFL. Look at Cam Akers and how shitty he played in the playoffs this year. I mean, who are the guys that have successfully come back from the Achilles even I mean, at this point in time? Cam Akers will be the case study this year a stud back who's going to get a premium workload to see if you can really hold up. And Devonta Freeman
0: or Devonta Foreman.
1: Yeah. What did I say? Did I say Devonta Freeman? I meant Donta Foreman. And it took him two years, I think, to come back from it and even just get carries again in the NFL. So it's it's a play on opportunity and I think talent because I do think Travis Etienne is a talented running back. But – Only time will tell. You have David Montgomery incorrectly placed in his position at (laughs) 17. They talk about you got him at 19. Not because I wanted to, not at all because I wanted to. And I I have down arrows on my spreadsheet to move down after this because I don't like David Montgomery. I think he's been a product of volume in Chicago. And boy, is you talk about a team that is gonna just be getting the shit kicked out of him Mm -hmm. every day. The the Jacksonville Jaguars would destroy the Chicago Bears this year. It's like handle their ass nine times out of ten this year. The Bears
0: defense is decent.
1: No, it's not. They traded everyone. They they're going to bottom out. They've already said it. Like they're doing short term contracts. They're going to ruin Justin Fields. Teams like Darnell Mooney is going to be their clear one in their offense. And I love Darnell Mooney. He's going to get the opposing cornerback one every week. It's just going to be. Dump offs to Cole Komet and bludgeoning of Justin Fields this year. You're not going to be able to give 20 rushes to Dave Montgomery. You better hope he gets all the fucking receptions his little unathletic body can handle because it if the end is going to come quick for David Montgomery. And he will not be in my top twenty-four next year. I could promise you that this is just a bet on just, just touch upside for a player this year.
0: You want a fun Bears fact I learned the other day?
1: I mean, I'm sure it's amazing.
0: (laughs) The Bears have not disclosed the contracts for their new GM, what's it, Ryan Poles, or their uh, head coach, Aberflus. Nobody knows how long they're signed. Nobody knows how much money. There's no – they've disclosed nothing, and no one's answered any questions about it.
1: What does that lead you to believe? Because you tell me that leads me to believe one thing. It's either – no, just tell me what you think it means. I know it's. I think or. I
0: think they're both super long term. They know uh, that this agreed. is going to be dog shit for like five years.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pauls is getting like lambasted for all these deals he's not making, and you know, guys he's trading away. Not like guys, if you don't see what's actually happening here, then it's <laughs> shame on you as fans or even fantasy players. Yeah, they're mailing it in this year. This is this is just. We're going all the way to the bottom. Are the Bears are the Bears on the clock for 2023 already? Are they, they number be. one? They should be. They're by they, listen, they're by far worse in their division, and they have the Detroit Lions in their division. Detroit Lions are gonna <laughs> kick their ass twice next year. Best case scenario is one and five in their division if they can get a win against the Lions. I think they go in six. And that's probably the high point of their year. They could they could be trying to speak out that one win at the end of the year not to be a winless team because this team is devoid of talent all over and they're almost doing it backwards. They should probably just try and trade Justin Fields right now then. I mean, if they're going to just destroy it for wrong. another year and then try and build on a rookie deal two, three more years from now, by the time they figure this out, if they do now, you're going to pay Justin Fields, $50 million a year mm-hmm. to stay there as your quarterback. Cause that's going to be the going rate for even an average quarterback at that point in time. I, I hate, I understand why they're doing it. Cause Ryan Pace was the worst GM of all time, and Nagy was a just a poor hire as a head coach. But it's, it's, it hurts me as a Justin Fields <laughs> owner in far too many places, but it's going to be treacherous. And I agree with you. I think it's because they have like eight-year contracts, you know, and they're, they're tied to each other because they both know these next two years are going to absolutely suck to be a Chicago Bear. <laughs> moving off of that can't wait for the second
0: season this is already fun before uh, a game even started
1: (laughs) we're gonna spend an undue amount of time talking about chicago bear garbage time touchdowns i have derrick henry running back 20 you already had him up at 12 we already talked about him i have josh Jacobs a running back 21 you have him at 20 but we're gonna pop up to two guys you have above that that one i don't have ranked in my oh i saw him 24 you have zeke at 18 i have zeke at 28 I think this is literally the end of Zeke. I, 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 people can point that he was injured last year and he still gutted it down there. I haven't been impressed with Zeke for literally his entire career. He's been a volume hog. He just. It brings Bobby zero Hogg explosion, a great, offensive line, yeah. great offensive line, which is no longer there either. That's going down. The offensive weapons are going down. The the threat to leave Zeke in light boxes is gone. The threat for Dak Prescott as a runner anymore is gone. And the fact that Tony Pollard is a better running back than him at this point in their career is real. So I have Tony Pollard ranked above Zeke in my dynasty rankings. I'm a 26, Zeke a 28. Oh, geez, you do? Good for if Zeke Comes out of the gates with any vintage Zeke, trade him, trade him right away. I don't care if you're four and zero, you're making a playoff push. This is you have to. You're contractually required to trade Zeke this season if he puts up reasonable production in the first quarter of the year because it's just going to bottom out with him. I'm where the contract is. I don't know, but Zeke's twenty seven as well. Zeke already has sixteen hundred and fifty. Regular season carries on his frame, not to mention countless pass pro reps and playoffs and all. He's breaking down. It's surprising that he didn't before this. What him and Derrick Henry have been able to do has been impressive, that they really haven't had significant injuries until last year. Zeke's been suspended. That's why Zeke's missed football games before. <laughs> Suspension, not because of injury. Zeke is relatively healthy for the way he plays football until last year, and I just think he looks a step slower He's getting hit a little harder every time now. He's getting up a little slower every time now. And now he's a year older. He got his money. He ain't getting another one. They're regretting that contract in Dallas, but they're going to have to use him this year, but they're going to start using Pollard more because Mike McCarthy's there. And that's fucking what Mike McCarthy does. He, he's not going to give Zeke Belcal work. If you want him for all the playoff carries he can handle, knock yourself out. That doesn't do anything for me in dynasty. I'm just so off of Zeke. And I think, I think we're in the end end stages of of Zeke Elliott. I mean,
0: I'm I'm not as far there as you are. I don't disagree with you though. I mean, I have him low end running back too. And like you you mentioned earlier, with uh, you know Barkley being a guy who was in that top tier must have dynasty running back range. Zeke was there for a long time too, and now we're seeing him. We're we're debating him RB two or RB three at this point. So obviously, I don't love him.
1: You do. You love him. He's 19 for
0: you. I do love love the next guy.
1: Yes. Eli Mitchell. Again, another guy I look and he's ranked higher for you than me. I'm like, "Ah, this hurts. 19 for you, 22 for me. Eli Mitchell. My only concern with Mitchell is he catches no passes, even though he's capable for the 49ers. The 49ers churn running backs at a rate that – I mean, Shanahan running backs are churned at a rate that – is unmatched in the entire NFL. I believe there's a stat that's like all over Twitter that no running back has led the team in like rushing yards or rushing attempts or whatever it may be. No one's been the lead rusher in a in a Kyle Shanahan offense for his entire head coaching career in back-to-back seasons.
0: I wonder if a lot of that, I mean, he's brought in a lot of role players, right, that performed well. So I wonder how much of that, you know, if Mitchell's as good as you and I have thought he is, there's a case to be made that, Shanahan's just been churning guys over trying to find his guy. You and I believe that's Mitchell. So I, I think I think he was just waiting for the correct guy to take the job and run with it. I mean, it looked like Mostert was going to be the guy, but then he got hurt, didn't perform, moved on. He's out of there. So I, I, I don't think the other guys on the roster are going to eat into Mitchell's work, and I don't think they – clearly don't give a shit about the draft capital that they gave to uh, what's-his-face that went to Ohio State. Great name. Thank you. So I, I think it's going to be another good year for Mitchell, and I think much like I said with these other guys, I think Potential is sky high there, and I, I I believe eventually they'll get him more involved in the passing game.
1: I want to believe. I mean, he had nineteen receptions and he was actually pretty good with them. I mean, he turned it into one hundred and thirty-seven yards and a touchdown, so not a zero. Caught nineteen to twenty passes, so super high catch rate. But I mean, in his eleven starts, had twenty targets. I mean, that's not even two targets per game. We're less. You know, we're begging Nick Chubb to get. He he can't even give to a a healthy Eli Mitchell, but he did have 1100 total yards in 11 games and such. so he gave you a hundred all purpose a week and a half a touchdown a game. I mean, that's, you love to see it from a six round rookie pick that yeah, far exceeded the, the, what the third round was a third round Trey sermon, but you're hearing a lot about Trey Sermon, you know, dedicating himself this year. Not that here. I believe it, still Eli Mitchell, but they, I believe they re-signed Jeff Wilson. They re-signed your Michael Hasty. They're definitely a team that would be probably targeting a running back in this deep class, you know, with a day three pick, like going and getting a Pierre Strong who looks like a Tevin Coleman type who Kyle Shanahan had in Atlanta. Like, don't be surprised. Not that he, we're wrong about Eli Mitchell, but it's just that Kyle Shanahan doesn't give a shit about running backs. Or like us, he, he doesn't <laughs> like whatsoever. Like he's he just he wants depth because he'll move. He'll just uh, listen. You you you're the starter until you're not. You know once you get hurt, then it's the next man up, and no one epitomizes that more than a Shanahan running back. So I'm a little more conservative on Mitchell, but he deserves it. I mean the guy has probably fringy RB one upside. Even in Dynasty, if he does it again this year, he has to you know, be taken a lot more seriously. After him, Josh Jacobs, you have a 20, I have a 21. I'm super excited to see what he's going to do in uh, a Josh McDaniel's offense because he still isn't utilized properly, in, in my opinion. Throughout his three year NFL career, this dude came as like a bona fide pass catcher. Finally hit it a little bit last year, cracked 60 targets, 64 targets, 54 receptions for 348 yards. You know what he hasn't done in his NFL career? What? Scored over a fucking receiving touchdown. That a boy. His I whole three. Years.
0: Listen, I, I bet you he doesn't do it again this year.
1: I mean, it's just it's, it's beyond comprehension at this point in time. A guy that came with a receiving profile out of Alabama that was, by all accounts, even as high as I was on rookie draft, a reach by the Raiders as a rookie. And they say, no, no, no. We, we don't want you to do that thing we know you can do. We want, we want you to pound it between the tackles <laughs> as yeah. a running back. We don't ever want you to catch the ball. 27 rookie season catches for 166 yards is criminal. And it's only gotten, like, slightly better year over year. 33 receptions for 238 his sophomore year, 54 for 348 this last year. Can it finally culminate in, like, a 60 for 500 and a couple touchdowns receiving? If it does, we're probably going to be talking about Josh Jacobs as a fringy I, RB1 next year.
0: I don't think so at all. They they brought Adams in. We, we know what Adams has done on the one-yard line in the red zone.
1: With ah, that's, only, that's an Aaron Rodgers. Line. Aaron Rodgers in the past. <laughs>
0: And, and th- this is a team that probably has the most, what do you want to say, proven red zone weapons in the passing game? He He's going to be the fourth selection at best on any play. It's gonna, Renfro's been great in the red zone. Adams has been great in the red zone, and so is Waller. I, I think Jacobs, if they didn't sign Adams, I'd have been on board with you and probably ranked them higher. I think Adams coming in dings Jacobs the most. Because I, I think this is a team where if they did get down to the five in the past, they go, all right, well, we'll try to get this to Jacobs, get him in the end zone. I think now they have enough weapons to create shitty matchups defensively where they, they can go, all right, well, see if Adam's open. If he's not, get it to Renfro, who's, you know, great route runner. And the- otherwise, Waller probably's got a mismatch. And then, you know, if you go through those three projections on the five, progressions on the five, and the defense isn't already on you, I guess see if. Jacobs is open in the flat. Like, I, I think he's an afterthought now, oh. especially when they're in there to score.
1: You know what I heard? Light boxes, John. <laughs> Light boxes. No, For you, Josh Jacobs this year. I think you're right. And
0: I just get the sense like McDaniels is like too smart for the room. Like, you're going to give me that? No, 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 no. This guy runs great routes. We're going to fire it in there. I, 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 I see the opposite side of it, but I just.
1: You are. You're you're the dark side of the moon. Correct. Just stay with me here. Josh Jacobs only turned, just turned 24. He's going to be interested because this is his fourth year. We're going to have to see fifth year option on a, on a Josh Jacobs next year. Do they fully commit to him and utilize his hyper prime, which would be nice to see because I'm kind of buying into what the Raiders are doing. Um, You know, especially in a division where you're going to have to score a lot of points Mm -hmm. over the next couple of years. So I thought when I find this that I'm too low, I mean, to me, how do I have Josh Jacobs under Dave Montgomery? I just shit all over Dave Montgomery. Why do I have Dave Montgomery, right? <laughs> but I, I, just, I just mentally flipped it. Josh Jacobs is now my 19. Dave Montgomery just fell to 21. And there might be some more massaging going on because I think Jacobs should be squarely in the top 18. And I have him lower than you. But with the move off him, we're going super long. Leonard Fournette's your next guy. We, just, we talked about Leonard Fournette a, a fair amount. So we're going to... We're gonna move a little bit further and just try and ping on the last couple guys. You have Miles Sanders at 22. I have Miles Sanders down at 27. I think this is the this is like the end of Miles Sanders, literally, in like in like fantasy football. To be totally honest with you. They've already marginalized him in Philadelphia. And he's coming up. This is his fourth year. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a free agent after the season. Maybe land somewhere better. I just don't see. Things all of a sudden turning for Miles Sanders this year in his age 25 season. They are going to end. They re-sign Boston Scott. They have Kenny Gamewell. Both look good in periods down the stretch. They're going to bring someone else in. You know it, whether it's through the draft or whatever else. I just He's not going to get bell cow work, and he's not utilized as much as a pass catcher. Talk about how far away Barkley is from his rookie year. In Miles Sanders' rookie year, he had 50 receptions for 509 yards and three touchdowns. When Carson Wentz was under center, since then I'm just going to do some quick math here. He has had 54 receptions for 355 scoreless yards. The next two seasons combined, mm-hmm. they have eliminated him from the passing game, and now they bring in a Kenny Gamo who's a hyper specialist <laughs> pass catcher yeah. from an offense that doesn't even want to throw the ball <laughs> with with Jalen Hurts. I just think this offense is going so far away from just giving Sanders the work he needs to be even a low end RB2. To me, he is a flex running back at best. I can't argue with the guy from Philly. Um,
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not high on him. He's low end RB2. But I, like you said, though, this is make or break. A year from now, he's either, you know, both of our 16, 17, 18, or he's,
1: he will never oh. be 16 again for me. I probably <laughs> do that. It's 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 either stays where he is, or he falls all the way out of even the RB three conversation. Yeah, for me, it would have I to don't. be he lands somewhere else. And there's he's, it's a run based offense that there's no alternative. Because I think the talent's there. I mean, he's inconsistent and he gets bang, banged up a little bit, but he's not been utilized to his potential since his rookie year in Philadelphia so it's, it's not really a slight on Sanders I'm just not buying him in this offense and one more year and then you know does he return to Philly on the cheap because no one's paying running backs maybe and if he does is that better for him I don't know no is he you know does he go elsewhere so I'm scared of Miles Sanders dynasty value after him ironically enough we both have Former or current Cardinals at running back 23. (laughs) I have James Conner. You have Chase Edmonds. I should have Chase Edmonds higher than I do. I have him at 33. He deserves to be higher. He he was a priority for for the Dolphins, and he's going to be a valuable asset for the next two to three years, and that's all you can ask. James Conner is the only show in town in Arizona at present, and when he was last year, he was like a top four running back down the stretch got the pass catching work that I didn't think he was going to get. And I can only assume when, by resigning him, they intend to do that again with him. So mm-hmm. if I'm willing to have Leonard Fournette all the way up at 13 in l- largely similar situation where they're both one to two more years tops of what I expect from them, I have to put Connor in my top 24, even though I don't like the player. I like the opportunity in Arizona and they just lost Edmonds. Now to your point with Edmonds in Miami, He probably should be ranked right around there for me as well. So I'm more in line with your ranking of Chase Edmonds than my ranking of Chase Edmonds.
0: What's funny is uh, we have, you have Connor at 23. I have Edmonds at 23. You have Edmonds at 33. I have Connor at 32. So (laughs) we have both of them (laughs) completely flipped. Um, Yeah, Connor, who was actually younger than I thought he was, But they're obviously going to address the position in the draft or when these June 1st cuts and some of these veterans get out there. Someone else is coming there. It's not going to be Connor and Eno Benjamin only. So uh, assuming somebody I kind of like lands there, I could see them eating into Connor's work. Although, as much as we are not big James Connor fans, the guys produce when they've given them the work. I mean, last year a lot of that came from an obscene amount of touchdowns, which is not usually consistent at running back. Um. For me, Edmonds, who I like, and I could bump higher. I just don't like what else Miami's done. He, he, they brought him in. I think he's on a two year deal. They also brought in uh, what Mostert, right from I mean, San Mostert. Francisco. And and as you had mentioned, your concerns with Elijah Mitchell. You know, just going off the the coaching tree, Mike Daniels is, may do the same thing. So even with Edmonds there. They still have, uh, you know, Amon Salved there, I believe. They still have Amon. Salvan Miles, Whatever. It's made
1: up a running back.
0: Close enough. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in my rankings. It doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Um, and, and Gaskin is still there. They have enough guys to potentially eat, eat into the workload. If you told me Edmonds was going to get, you know, top 15 carries in the NFL, then I could bump him up in it. 12 range possibly, but until we see it, I, I can't comfortably put him up any higher than that. And just, again, going back to my rookies who are not squeezed in here, uh following Sanders, if my rookies were in there today, I would have both Kenneth Walker and Rashad White ahead of Edmonds.
1: Okay. Well, we, we, we'll get there real quick, but just as a, as a cap on James Conner, you said he's younger than you thought. He's he's going to be 26. He's going to be 27. In a month, so he's he's still he's right in line with the rest of these guys. It seems like they're all twenty six, twenty seven right now. Connor had the second most carries of his career last year with two hundred and two. Had the lowest yards per attempt of his NFL career, sub four for the first time, three point seven. Had fifteen rushing touchdowns. To your point, I mean he had twelve in the only other season he exceeded two hundred carries, and that was back in 2018 when he had uh, 215, what he has continued to be is relatively productive as a receiver. I mean, he's somehow 37 to 39 targets for 375 yards and three touchdowns last year caught everything thrown his way. 10 yards per reception scored three touchdowns while he was at it. That's what I don't expect to go away. And clearly he will remain a fixture in the, at the goal line for those short yardage touchdowns. So I'm not going to expect them to average five yards per carry or even get to like 1200 rushing yards, but He's going to get every opportunity to score a dozen-plus rushing touchdowns again, and it seems like he's pretty involved in the passing game. You were talking about your rookies. I have Kenneth Walker at 25, so we'd be right in lockstep with him. It's nice to see that you slid him right in there. But the last two in our rankings, I have A.J. Dillon at 24, and you have Kareem Hunt at 24. Kind of totally different profiles. A.J. Dillon behind Aaron Jones still, but will be the hammer in that offense. I think he's going to get a lot more opportunity this year. As the running downs back in Green Bay, Kareem Hunt likely his last season in Cleveland, still hyper productive when he gets a chance. I had Kareem Hunt down at thirty two for me. I don't know where you have Dylan, but either of those two you want to talk about?
0: Uh, I got Dylan at twenty eight, so just a few. Okay, spots so, you're, so you're right. No Dan. Hunt, I mean, yeah, Hunt. You know, we when we talked about, um, I mean, brain isn't working. We talked about Chubb earlier, and the frustrating part is he doesn't get enough work. The recipient of that work is Hunt and Hunt has done well rushing the ball in and as a receiver so I, I think better days are ahead for him even when he gets out of assuming he does get out of Cleveland I, I don't know who where he's gonna go obviously but we've seen top you know what shit did he finished fourth at his rookie year we've seen top five running back potential on him when he's given the work so it'll be interesting to see where he lands what kind of what the plan is for him going forward but you know another another guy that's 26 so he's got a few years left he could get a little two-year deal somewhere else a year from now and play his 26 28 seasons and be very productive and then disappear for life so i i just like the he he's almost the opposite of fournette for me everything i said about fournette just flip around i, I i'm Hopeful for his future after this year, whereas Fournette, I, I like what he has on this year, and I'm scared of the two years following. So Hunt, again, like some of these other guys up ahead, but older, I he's ranked based on what I think future projections might look like.
1: Yeah. Shocker. Kareem Hunt will also turn 27 this summer as <laughs> every other player in the entire NFL running back pool at present. But with, look at his Cleveland production. I mean, not hype. Like, I'm not impressed. Like It always seems like he does so well as a pass catcher, but no. he's, he's had 90 for, in three years, yeah. 97 receptions for 763 yards, 7.9 yards per reception. He's Yeah. He has six rush, six, six receiving touchdowns. He had five of them in 2020, but he, he hasn't like. Why is this taking Nick Chubb off the field? I mean, I just correct. Don't, I don't. I don't get it. It's just not. It's not even. It's not there in the numbers. Is he a better pass blocker than, than Nick Chubb? I'm, I doubt it. Nick Chubb looks like he would just destroy a man if they were mm-hmm. coming into the quarterback, and he's a far cry from what he did in Kansas City. Quick question for you and all Jabbarisms aside: If Cream Hunt never left Kansas City what would he be ranked running back right now he
0: I, I, assuming he keeps that same career yeah. trajectory he's my rb1
1: yes assuming
0: nothing I, and, nothing changed yeah and i had yeah. him i had him rb1 in that class i had him ranked like a fucking maniac yeah. I, I think mean, he's is super this crazy talented. yeah
1: all he's done is destroy his dynasty value and curtail <laughs> nick chubb's <laughs> yeah by his by his off field transgressions so Interesting enough. Moving down a little bit more, I didn't know anyone more you want to talk about. We did touch on some rookies. Um, I need to get Rashad White because I I clearly, we talked about our post-combine rookie rank is both have Rashad White or above Spiller. I still put Spiller at 30, so it means I got to get Rashad White in there as well. Just touch on like two more names before we get out of here The guys that I have ranked to see where you're at. Where is the Kansas City Chiefs starting running back at present, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ranked for you? 26. Okay, so you have them right outside of there. Before
0: I'm the gonna... rookies, but if I include the rookies, I'd have one, two, three, four, four ahead of them. So we would be 30. If 30. I okay, 30 and 31. Rookies.
1: So we have them as the end of the, the starting running back tier.
0: <laughs> yeah, There's
1: 32 NFL teams. Ronald Jones does ding him a ton. Ronald Jones is going to take most of that rushing down work. And it doesn't seem like they really trust Clyde Edwards-Slayer in the receiving downs work. I mean, they were giving a lot of it to Darrell <laughs> Williams last year, and then they were giving it to Jarek McKinnon. If either one of those two comes back, it's the it's game over for first round pick Klein over Ziller.
0: I still think he's talented,
1: I, yeah, but I never he, thought he's talented. I, I I fell into the fucking draft capital trap with him far too many spots. Luckily, luckily I traded him in one league. For K makers after K right before K makers tore his Achilles, and I still am fine with that trade.
0: I lost a whole disgusting. year of
1: running back production, <laughs> and I'm so happy about it.
0: In, in a in a best ball league, I had traded uh, Antonio Brown a couple years ago, and that pick ended up being the 101, and I took Edwards Hilaire over Taylor, and I still won the league last year. And that's a league with a lot of big industry names in it, and it makes me sick how much better my team would be Where with, <laughs> with be. Jonathan yeah. Taylor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Luckily, in that league that I drafted him, I had the 101 and 102, and I went Taylor and Hilaire. And it's because I wanted the, I wanted the running back values. So sure. I didn't have to decide. Like I would have went Taylor over Hilaire still, but Hilaire was my running back too in that class, and he and he should not have been – he hasn't been a, a first-round pick value in, rookies, in rookie he, drafts. He sport. gets
0: a bad rep because of all yeah. the excitement that came with him coming off that LSU offense, bad rap going it's to it's the, bad. the Chiefs in the first round. He's a very viable RB2. He's fine. He's just never going to be that – top of your roster league winner like people were hoping so so i he's actually somebody i would try to get on the cheap i think he's still gonna he's probably gonna finish in that you know 18 to 25 range especially with the way that offense is changing
1: yeah you hope so i mean listen his 13 starts in his rookie season he had 1100 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns he's not a zero in a passing game he just hasn't been i mean he somehow had 36 receptions (laughs) but He, I never saw him being like this prolific pass catcher. Like what he did, even at LSU, didn't impress me. It was just volume, in in a hyper productive offense. Where who was going to cover Clyde Edwards Hilaire when you had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, your boy uh, Harris Marshall, Marshall, you know, just flying down the field. Of course, there's going to be dump offs for days to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, for shit, Randy Moss's kid looked half decent as a tight end in that offense. Boy, did he. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I never was that impressed with Alaire as a pass catcher, and it's kind of bared out. He's not electric. He's he's reliable, and and that doesn't get me excited. That 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 gets me ranked <laughs> at running back thirty-one. After him, one more name before we get out here. Unless there's anyone you want to bring up, Rashad Penny, who inked the deal to go back. He's the starter in Seattle this year. He finished last year winning people fantasy championships. I. Should have Meyer. I've been running back 34 because I hate the situation. Where do you have Rashad Penny? 31
0: got... without the rookies. With oh, okay. like the rookies, he's 37.
1: So, <laughs> similarly based. He's a guy, Christ, if you bought low on him before that playoff run, kudos to you, and then you're still going to get the opportunity for a guy that has home run hitting potential even in a bad offense. I mean, he can break off 60-yard runs with the best of them in the league. I just, I'm praying for a healthy season for Rashad Penny, because he obviously hit a empty market this year and opted to come back and stay in Seattle for one more one more run mm. after, uh, after his rookie deal expired. So I just think there's opportunity for him. And then I guess one more, and then we'll go to you. The current starting running back for the New England Patriots, I have Damian Harris at 35. So a lot of people are all up in arms about that uh, Ramondre Stephens is going to be taking his job. I don't think that happens this year. I think they still run. Damian Harris is the primary. I, I thought he looked Ra- good. Ramondre Stevenson will have far too much work for anyone's liking. James White is back on a one-year deal, so now take away all any pass catching upside from either one of those two guys. So they're just going to be cannibalizing each other for rushing touchdowns this year. I don't like either, but I still like Damian Harris more than Ramondre Stevenson.
0: Right now I have him 30. If I include the rookies that are <laughs> ahead of him, he's 35 for me also. Boom. Same rank. Hot All right, else.
1: so we're not like, moving a lot. Anyone else you want to talk about? I'll just
0: going? throw one, one more rookie I got in there, a little higher. Somebody who I've been growing on, and I know you hate the <laughs> double knee ding. I got Zamir White at 24. Okay. Beniz so he would actually – I would have him
1: ahead of Hunt. But he is getting a ton of pub. I mean, he's his combine and just those Georgia backs, by and large, have gotten draft capital and gotten an opportunity. In the NFL, so I would not be surprised. Zamir White will probably be my RB three or four after he gets that draft capital in our post combine rankings. It's going to depend on where Rashad White ends up because he's already he's he's going to jump Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> it's just unfortunate, but it's going to happen. So it'll be real interesting to see where Zamir White ends up because I think you you could be spot on with your ranking. I mean, he's a guy that's going he he he's. Impressive in limited touches, but that's every Georgia running back. That's like their thing. We're not oh, gonna yeah, overwork girly, girly you. Early yeah, Chubb. Yeah, we have tons of you. You're all gonna be NFL running backs. So we're never gonna out, you know, overwork you. I mean, even James Cook in this, you know, just, this past year with him. And Sharon Lowe, James Cook's gonna be a round four or five pick, and he's gonna be a fantasy viable running back in a PPR league as well.
0: Who I've got right ahead of Penny. Hmm. We got Cook, Penny, and then Spiller.
1: Yeah. all right, like it. We're gonna get into rookies more. I got. Th- I'm excited to see where when we do the rookie when we do the wide receiver rankings, where we talk about rookies again, John, because we talked total. We've said we're including them, so factor them in for the next conversation. So we don't. Well, have Well, the ranks do are done. Now.
0: So after you <laughs> tell me this, then I have to go find a way to pencil them
1: in. Yeah, we'll figure it out, but. <laughs> Take us out of here. We're Get already it. in an hour and thirty of rookie rookie or not rookie of running back talk. Yeah.
0: Well, we went twenty four. The other one we went twelve. But that should do it. Hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, look at our dynasty RB rankings. Next week, we'll be back with wide receiver, and then after that, all the all the NFL draft talk you could handle. So have some uh, change of underpants nearby. But for myself, John Debarry, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker. Brought to you as always by Expand the Box Score. Be sure to check them out. Promo code 40, four days free. Advanced stats before you sign up. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Ow! A
1: double, a double there. <laughs> I love when I turn the video off so you can't see me. Uh. We're just going to increase the efficiency of this thing. Get rid of that.
0: All right. I put my uh, top 24 in the chat as well.
1: Oh, you did, huh? Oh, you put it in the comments, not the private chat. So you just want the world to see.
0: Where is the private chat?
1: It's right next to it. It says private chat. Just got to click on it. To the left of comments. Can I
0: copy and paste? Oh no, it's a show. Oh, that's how people do. This. Oh, that's how people do this shit when I'm watching on YouTube. Where, where you, where's the show at? If you no, because
1: this is yours, I can't do that. This is your YouTube. No, I feel. Look,
0: I feel professional.
1: If oh my had, goodness, John, we can it. be on to something. So here's the here's <laughs> my top seventeen right here. You can see on the screen if you're following along on YouTube. I'll tell you what, we're eventually going to have to do videos as well.
0: I would so, like you know.
1: to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just people watch videos. I don't know why.
0: They listen to videos. I Most of the YouTube right. shit I watch is on in the background while I'm doing something on another tab. All
1: right, so I have to do a quick.
0: Fuck, I don't know how to. I can't think to copy and paste this fucking comment.
1: Can I? Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter. Well, I, can, I can block myself. You <laughs> it should says block, block yourself. User.
1: <laughs> you should block yourself.
0: Put user in timeout. Block user. Oh,
1: man. All yeah, right. right.
0: I didn't so, see that in private. I knew you did something different, because when I put it in here, I was like, this doesn't look right.
1: Where the fuck did this go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, he just wants everyone to say it, apparently. So, Burke can comment on it in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. <clears throat> Edmonds and Krubot are like two of your favorite players in the NFL.
0: And Fournette. I got Fournette down there. That is shocking. See Mr. Fournette?
1: It's... Sam?
0: Yeah, believe me. I thought that was I... mine on the left for a second.
1: Well, so very, I'm very confused by you. Yeah. <clears throat> So you, you, you have some age arguments in here, and then you just are totally age agnostic in others.
0: There, yeah.
1: What? I mean, like, well,
0: I'll get into it more we get to certain guys. Yeah. But where do you have ATN? That's where I'm curious. Seventeen. God damn.
1: <laughs> That'll be. Where fun. do you have them? Thirty-five. Oh, my goodness, you just okay. So injured young guy. I, well, I didn't Just like him know. much in the first place. Oh, he's going to be so good this year. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Doug Peterson's it's offense. You,
0: respectfully disagree, but let's save that for the old Potterino.
1: You're going you're gonna to take some L's on that oh, one, buddy. All right.
0: This is probably going to go long because we're going to do a ton of fucking guys. So.
1: Yes, and it's already 3 o'clock here, and I do still have work to do. So let's
0: ride. <clears throat>